It's the South Congress Podcast, episode 209. My name is Cameron. And I'm kind of back, hoes. Yeah, so um, after, you know, nine weeks of very dedicated, I'll say this as we go on, it's not just going to be me and that guy who can't say his name and Meg. Um, you'll hear other people chime in. Um, as time has gone on and we've been pretty responsible social distancers, rules have changed a bit. Like we're still not uh, congregating in groups of 10. Just kidding, I'll take some pussy. Um, well, we being me and Peanut, yeah. not... Not who just said I'm that. Sure some um, let's have a conversation after. I have a clothes hanger that wants to meet your nose after this. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so we've been, you know, doing our thing. Um, it got to a point where the interviews and stuff were cool. Life's interesting. We'll probably do more of those, but mm-hmm. we kind of needed to. We kind of needed to touch base with the people you're familiar with. So back to the roots. We're gonna talk about some things um, because. The biggest thing for me was, well, all of a sudden, there are no current events. Like, the only current events is, are you being safe? If not, what's happening to you? That was, like, the whole spectrum of what happened. But then, niggas started wilding out. So, it's our obligation to talk about that. Yep. Before we talk about other people's shit, let's talk about our shit. Yeah, absolutely. What have you been up to? Absolutely nothing. I've literally just been quarantined in my mom's house and eating all her food and playing video games. That's all I've been doing. So let's talk about the end of school. Yeah. Because you work at a school. Okay. How's that been? Oh, I love it. I love this online distance learning thing. I I feel like we should do this forever. (laughs) (laughs) So like, I mean, the crazy thing about it is you didn't think that until a month and a half, two months ago. So what changed? What is it? That's so appealing about it. He's gonna say he always thought about that. <laughs> He's gonna lie. Yeah. No, I ain't gonna lie. No, honestly, it's just the fact that. So that I had, I got my first AOL disc. <laughs> okay. No, it's just the fact that I just say, hey, you know what? Here's an assignment. If you need help, you can contact me on Google Hangouts from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. Monday through Friday. <laughs> and these kids just do the assignments. They turn them in, and I grade it as is. And then I put in the book. I put in the little grade book thing, and then I'm done with it. I don't have to worry about dealing with bullshit with discipline. It's just, hey, you're doing the work awesome. If you're not, well, I guess you don't have internet or you just don't give a fuck, which, okay, that's fine. <laughs> and I'm perfectly fine with that's that. That's so heavy. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's reality. I, I mean, like, you know, there's all these, you see all these bullshit posts from these teachers like, oh, we miss our kids. Shut the fuck up. No, you don't. You're just doing a dog and pony show. You're fine. You know what? No, no one really misses their students. I mean, kids are cool or whatever, but you know what? At the end of the day, I like this. It's fun. <laughs> okay, so we'll talk about it um, here mm-hmm. in a bit. But yeah. You know, the NBA is trying to resume their season, right? Yep. How do you feel as a coach? How has it impacted you as far as not getting to see students, not getting to train students, not having a clear vision, especially coaching football, mm-hmm. not having a clear vision of what things will look like in the fall? I mean, it's just, it's one of those things to where, uh, it's one of those things to where, you know, you, you just kind of look at it and it, it's, you know, hey, at the end of the day, you got to see the bigger picture. Like, you know, this whole uh, situation we have, it's a hell of a lot bigger than football. And if it means, if it means that kids got to be safe, 
And if we have to can if we were to have to cancel a season, so be it. You know, there's a lot of these people that are well, only like these people are dying, and this no, that's the most mm-hmm. selfish shit to ever say. We'll talk about that too. Mm-hmm. Hey, Thanks. other football coach, do you have a word to say about that? What about the seniors? What, what about, about them? <laughs> What about them? I mean, if they got their offers, they got their offers. If they don't, okay. Well, they got their offers already. They already got it. They're set. But if not, okay. Well, then they're not. They're not good enough to play. My, my, I didn't get a scholarship and track to, to my senior year. He didn't start track till senior year, so. Okay. There, listen, like, like guys. Yeah. If you listen to for being a late bloomer. If you listen, if you listen to God, yeah. Physical lane earlier, we could have known you would have been the shit. If you did listen a few episodes ago, you make a great point, but it's your fault. Yeah. <laughs> you could have been. You could have been the Flash by now. You, yes. You decided not to. I've also <laughs> two offered, more years. You got it. I've also offered to. Race them and fix race. Hey, listen, don't kick no knowledge right now, okay? <laughs> you had a whole episode to yourself. You're good. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, um, okay. So, you've come to terms with it and you actually see the silver lining in it. I get it. Yeah, I'd rather the kids be safe than to mm. try and just appease the parents, you know, and people that are not putting in the work in the weight rooms or on the field and appease them. You know, for them, I say, fuck you. Mm. I'd rather just keep these kids safe. And you know what? If it means that if we were to have to cancel a season or if we have to shorten a season or if we have to do a season but with no fans, so be it. The, mo- the, mo- the most important thing is that these kids are safe. And we're finding out that kid safety is not at the top of everybody's list. And it's pretty bad. It's pretty it's, it's shameful. Who's the strongest mother in your district? I'm sorry? <laughs> so, May, <laughs> how's quarantine been for you? <laughs> Weight. Um, Amen. What's what specifically have you been eating? Any and everything, but more more an influx of wait, wait. ice cream. Can we talk about how Meg's mic isn't plugged in? <laughs> wait a minute. Okay, okay, it's right here. Oh, rats! They missed my introduction. No, they heard it all. Everything. They picked it up. <laughs> Guys, it's been a few weeks. Wi-Fi or what? Yeah, I, I, hey, I'm never in charge of setting up my own. I wish you would have saw life. that, like, maybe five minutes left in the show. It would have been great. <laughs> like, oh, shit. Y'all would have been talking to nobody. There we go. Okay, guys, so, so Meg's here now. Joe Rogan. I'm yeah. That kind of equipment. I'm here. There we go. Meg, say something. Something. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, so yeah, Meg, as, as we were talking, how has quarantine been for you so far? I mean, just been doing nothing, eating a lot, not working out. Um. Yeah, treating virtual dream. patients that call me a bitch and uh, what? Getting a real good nursing experience. So, the nurses that come out of this quarantine gonna be ten out of ten recommend. So, you yeah, just look out for us. All right. Like I think there are people who go into middle school and high school, ultimately thinking that from a, from a pride standpoint. That they are going to join the military. So, like people me in peanuts ages, right? Um, oh, I can't say his name. No, that's fine. But people our ages, think about it. There are people who were so patriotic or have come from a military background that that's exactly what they want to do. They want to serve. Those people who want to serve never thought 9 11 would happen. And so, all of a sudden, you're faced with this thing where I had a career I wanted to do. And that career I wanted to do turns into me putting my life on the line. Like, I don't think you can just prepare for that. You know, like, of course, there are kids younger than us 
who was like, fuck it, I'm going to go out there. I'm going to defend my country. That's cool. Um, but yeah, I think it's one of those things where a lot of people wanted to be a nurse, but expected to be a nurse who took care of guy with pneumonia who's going to be fine in a week. And Not we have the a good... entire dying country. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Do you feel, this might not, we should have had this conversation maybe in the text. Um, do you feel more pressure, less pressure, the same pressure? Or are you just kind of going through, through the motions? Are you letting it roll off your shoulders? What are you doing? Mm, I'm just ready to be done with school at this point. But mm -hmm. I'm not looking forward to going out into the workforce right now. Because mm -hmm. I don't project it's going to get any better within mm -hmm. the next even year yeah. as a country. Because I think we're in bigger shambles than people realize. Um, Guys, this is an actual medical professional saying this. So. This, this ain't a, a hallmark medical professional where you go to school for like two three months this is someone who's been doing this shit for years saying this by the way if you don't discredit somebody when you make a point like what happens <laughs> do you lose like a year off your life <laughs> I I, i'm just saying because i have to, I, I feel like i have to throw it out there because there there are people like you know meg you know who this is that what they want their career to be doctors. i thought he's gonna say doris too because i love <laughs> doris his name is doris and she's born in the 90s i love it no but i mean it's like and you know like this is what they projected their career to be okay and here they are they're busting their ass every single day literally putting their life on the line like you know meg could get what could she get knock on wood but you know she could get that virus at any point in her life and yeah you have you have motherfuckers that that are sitting over here that are acting a what the fuck. <laughs> keep going, keep going. Acting a acting a fool. We had to put somebody on IR during this episode. <laughs> they cannot continue. Ooh. What the fuck? No, make your point. You good? You good? No, I'm just saying. Well, you know, like, like here are people like you know, like Meg. You know, medical professionals. Nurses and doctors who are putting their life in line every single day to make sure these people get better, mm -hmm. to get them in, get them out, you know, get them, you know, nurse them back to health. And then you have people over here that, on the other side that are just bitching, I don't want to wear a mask, open up the economy, blah, blah, blah. And they're going out, they're congregating, and they're more than likely going to get infected, and it's going to put more of a strain on people like Meg and these doctors. That, that's not sure, fair. That's not right. Sure. Like, so, I, I feel like those people that do that shit, they should not be allowed to go to the hospital. It's like, you know what? You survive on your own. Fuck you. Yeah. So this is where I jump in. Um, so we talk about school and seasons. You know, mm -hmm. I work at a college, so even though there are seasons, the actual schedule doesn't necessarily change, right? <laughs> so <laughs> the actual schedule doesn't change, right? So, as soon as, I think it was the week before spring break, um, we kind of went remote, right? Yeah. And so, I've been working from home for like two months. Biggest thing about that, um, you know, working from home requires you to be like focused at home. Yeah. So, I had to buy like new furniture to be focused at home because... Long story short. I think you just needed furniture in general. <laughs> yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. Yeah, long story short, I was I was able to hold off buying furniture for a reason, and then it became very vital. Um, but no worries. I'm bringing the reinforcements. I don't want... We, we'll tell that story, too, because... <laughs> boy... Yeah, we'll talk about that. So, 
Uh, it's been okay, but I'm absolutely more busy than ever. Just chilling. I'm absolutely more busy than ever before because when every student has to either send an email or call a phone and they can't go into a campus, all of a sudden, like, you become overworked. Um, and it's been, when I say overworked, it's fine. I'm certainly not saying that I'd rather not work. You know, but it's okay. I'm just um, noticing the group chat's a lot less conversation. You do notice that, don't you? I've noticed that really um, quick. I'm like... Yeah, I don't talk as much. It's like, are these motherfuckers actually working now? So, no, he's actually working. 50% of the time also. Do you think the students are um, reaching out more now that they're only like telecommunication versus in person? The thing about being 18, 19, 20 is you think you're invincible. Then somebody stabs you. COVID-19 was a stab to a lot of students because all of a sudden I can't go in and talk to my professor. I can't smooch things over. I can't hang out on campus 12 hours a day studying. And so like all those things are things that are natural for kids, but all of a sudden you can't do any of that. So all of a sudden your advisor who used to go in and see every day don't know how to do a Google meet. So you can't talk to them. And all of a sudden your teacher who has been teaching in a classroom for 15 years, all of a sudden, they don't know how to teach an online class. So your grade that was an A because you had that line of communication with them, all of a sudden your grade's a C because they're overwhelmed and their wife or husband got laid off and their kid's been coughing more than usual. It changes so much within just the student-teacher relationship that yeah, they reach out to us more for clarification. Hey. Am I going to be able to talk to my professor? Hey, these are the classes I need. Hey, will I graduate? Hey, um, how is this past fail going to affect me? So absolutely. Like, it's um, a hard time for everybody. And the biggest thing that we did, you and I talked about this before, we're going to have a generation of nursing school students who didn't take an introduction test. Mm-hmm. And that's not me saying I wouldn't trust that nurse, but it is me saying that I think somebody who would have been a really good nurse could potentially potentially do bad in a class and then lose the same enthusiasm they had for what they were going to do. Right. Then we end up with somebody who's not as qualified. So it's it's a nervous time for everybody. I understand everybody's trying to make do. I'm certainly not saying that the idea of letting them take a class without testing is wrong. I'm just kind of worried about the ramifications. Um we're actually, and it's funny, we don't talk about this, we're going to have a whole generation of non-auto body students. So somebody's carburetor is going to be fucked up in 2023 or so <laughs> because they can't do anything on site because what's dirtier than a car? A baby? In a car. Oh, in a car? No, I mean, a baby in a car would be disgusting. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> No Love child seats for me. Seat? I don't know. What? what? You, that wasn't even they were actual children um does it make me pro-choice anyway i don't know the craziest thing for me has been facebook yeah and the reason i'm even checking facebook mm-hmm. is because i'm bored and there's nothing else to do i don't post on facebook anymore you should post what do, do the um uh... well no not, not, so, not necessarily that i'm very comfortable in that picture I really liked it when you did the Lonely on Valentine's Day shit and you call everybody out. That shit was hilarious. No, it, it is funny when single people try to validate their existence on Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. They'd like, be like... Mother's Day. Mother, oh. 
Father's Day. Yeah, Father's Day is pretty bad too. Shout out, shout out to Piccolo. Boy, single mothers being the fathers too. I. (laughs) (laughs) Nope. (laughs) No. So, um, no. Facebook has been crazy to me because, you know, I used to live in a suburb north of Austin. That's south of where I live now, but still like a, a northern suburb of Austin. Oh, yeah. And I didn't venture too far out into it. My really only involvement, I coached youth basketball with my buddy, and it was him and his kids. Outside of that, I wasn't like a part of the community, right? I wouldn't but blame I, I'm, you either. I'm in their Facebook groups. What questions do they ask you to get These in? motherfuckers, oh, nothing. Just where you live. You send them your address. But oh, these God motherfuckers damn. are disgusting. Yeah, they are. And, and what's weird is... A lot of it is people telling like COVID nineteen jokes. Like one of them was, um, "Let me tell you a COVID nineteen joke." And they say, "Okay, tell me." And then they say, "You won't get it." And that's the joke. Like a lot of people think they're bulletproof. A lot of people think that because they've never had an issue, they won't. And so a lot of that group is people talking like, "Well." The only people at risk of my age group are like 0.001%. So I'm not worried. To which I would say, like, you piece of shit, it's not about you being worried. Like, uh, that's like saying there's one poison skittled in the whole bag. You still can eat that bag and throw it away. Here's the best thing Mal told me, um, (laughs) because I think Mal's on Facebook, like, for real, like, as a real person, I wouldn't understand why. Okay. But. There was like a video of a guy and they asked him how many people in whatever demographic of people would you be okay with dying from COVID-19? By going back to work. Sure, by going back to work. And he says 70, right? It's a big number, right? That's a very big number. People. 70 people he's comfortable with. In the world. No, like well, 70 people in his region. Right? So you know what they did? Hmm. They opened up a curtain and pulled out 70 of his family members. You know what he did? Hmm. Cry like a bitch. <laughs> like he was supposed to. Because that's what you should do with 70 people. Y'all, you seen The Punisher? <laughs> they shot up his whole family at the barbecue. You'd be sad too. Right? So it's that thing where, like, I think people sometimes pull out numbers to say it only affects so many of us mm-hmm. but they forget that so many of us is somebody's mother father brother sister uncle aunt son daughter nephew niece abuela abuelito tio and tia Io and Iha. Nino and Nina. Hey, here we go. <laughs> hey, wait a minute. Wait a minute. But you feel me? So yeah. we got the bilingual crew out so, here. So this actually happened. Um, and Sanchez. In that Facebook group, a guy posted that joke and a guy responded to him and he was like, hey, I bet it is really funny to joke, but I can't joke because three of my family members died from it. And it's like, damn. Oh, I saw it. I saw the guy respond. No, wait, wait, wait. wait. Yeah. But let's talk about the response, though. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The response is two-pronged. Mm-hmm. First prong, he posted like a long paragraph of him saying, hey, I posted a joke. My intention was never to offend anyone. Um, I'm really sorry. And uh, that was never what I wanted to do. Right? Mm-hmm. I've never seen that. And then the same guy responds and says, 
the guy I offended never responded to me. And this was the message I sent him. What was the message he sent him? He said, hey, I'm so sorry for your loss. May I ask, what's the demographic uh, in the age group of those family members? What in the entire fuck? <laughs> like, do oh, you man. want him to beat you up? That's like the privilege is amazing. In Pflugerville, Pflugerville are weirdos. Clearly, what I said <laughs> offended you. Clearly, what I said was wrong in the time that I said it to you. Can you please tell me? The medical history of your family, so I feel less bad about the joke I told. I I gotta beat him up. Like, what else can I do? Going back to Meg, I want to ask you a question. What's up? Okay. So you know, like nurse and shit and all that, right? <laughs> and uh, so we, let, we let me talk, ask we you. We talked for five minutes about yeah, no, no, why you felt the way you yeah, felt. No, 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 <laughs> you no. know how you're nervous and shit, right? <laughs> no, no, I know, but like this is a serious question, like. uh because, you know, with everything going over with the, um, like, with the flyovers, right? Mm-hmm. Would you rather have that or, or have a boost of pay and equipment? Probably a boost in pay and equipment. And, okay, that's what I figured. So you'd okay. rather see the Blue Angels do a fucking loop? <laughs> <laughs> Which is badass, by the way. <laughs> I, I grew up on an Air Force base. Like, that shit not cool to me no more. So I do that show. degrees outside watching them motherfuckers do I still, loops. I still jets on GTA all the time and do loops and that shit, so. <laughs> no, but I was saying, but like, seriously, it's it's kind of like, you know, like, I feel I feel terrible because, like, you know, it. I understand it's supposed to be a boost of morale thing, but I'd be like, I think you guys deserve more pay, like hazard pay with this. Yeah. And give y'all proper equipment to make sure to reduce your chances of getting infected. Like, I, I'd rather y'all be safe and get paid rather than, you know, have a fucking jet flown by somebody you'll never meet and just be like, here for like two seconds. And it's like, okay. Like, I mean, it's cool or whatever, um, but I'd rather, y'all, I'd rather y'all get the bag. I mean, some hospitals are offering like hazardous pay. So, mm-hmm. I mean, if you work in one of those hospitals, I feel like you're probably feeling a little more blessed. A lot of shifts are getting cut too, just yeah. to lower like the incidence of someone catching it. So, um, which is insane because all these cases that keep popping up, that's less people to give them attention. Yeah, but you know, once you get a staff that's working on a COVID floor, you're not going to float them anywhere else. Yeah, so, true. That's true. Um, you know, they'll start pulling in more people and stop dropping shifts when they expand the number of beds they need for the like the COVID unit unit. Mm-hmm. But um, it's gonna be those same people working because they're already exposed. Okay. Um, so some people are getting better pay. I think it's crazy that I have a friend that is on unemployment at Papa Do's and makes twenty four hundred dollars every two weeks. And there's people that work in the hospital that are not getting that. So, and they're actually yeah, no, like, no, no, here's the crazy thing. Life. So, like, my mom, you know, she's retired and she works uh, part time at James Avery. She's not, I think she's like maybe one or two more years to say, fuck it, I'm just done working in general. I think she's doing it just so she can buy like certain jewelry that she wants. And when she gets to, she say, oh, fuck yeah, I quit. Um, she just got her unemployment. Peanut's like, mama was an understudy in Uncut Gems. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need that she just got, yeah, like, so we'll talk about it off the air. Um, okay. Nigga selling silver, talking about, we got to talk about it, like, on the low. I get stolen, <laughs> stolen merchandise. Nigga, I can get some of that on fucking uh, Oblivion right now. <laughs> so, it'll just scroll the shit out of some silver right now. <laughs> got decon it. No, but, um, 
So she's been um, the basically James Avery. They furloughed their employees, and uh, they signed everybody up automatically. Said, you know, we're signing off for unemployment. You ain't gotta do shit, kind of thing. So the letter came in. She had to call in. <laughs> she recently, I think, about a week or so ago, she got a check for like twenty five hundred, and then she got like another check. I think this week for like two thousand. She's like, why the fuck am I working? They like, would never make that. Like that's exactly. the thing. In, like if they were actually working, that's not so. really the shit. And you know that leads to like a lot of people are complaining that. Well, people are refusing to go to work. Well, maybe that's the business's fault of not paying their employees enough. How old were you when you realized that being the hardest worker was stupid? Uh, when I worked at SeaWorld, so in high school. Smart man. <laughs> I would like this idea of he worked hard all his life. Well, that's why he died at 42. <laughs> <laughs> he worked hard his whole life and was died penniless. Damn, you're not fucking... <laughs> harder is not better. Yeah. <laughs> this, this, this is not cool. Smarter, not harder. I mean, yeah. like I said, you know, and I understand. I don't blame the people right now for refusing to go back to work because number one, that they, they could be a fear of getting infected. Mm-hmm. Number two, why are you going to bust your ass for like way less pay than what you can? And I, and I understand unemployment's yeah. not forever. Like right now, there's that boost in pay with the bill, of like six hundred six hundred dollars plus mm-hmm. whatever the state gives you, but. Maybe this like um, puts back on the businesses and says, hey, maybe you should pay your employees better. We've created a system where short-term gratification is the better thing. Yeah. Because you see successful people doing less Mm perception-wise than you do. And you have those same people telling you, if you keep waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting, it'll get better for you. Like, I've never had a manager younger than me. I assume that it sucks. (laughs) <laughs> Even if you like them. Yeah, you know I mean, because you're like, what the fuck I do to work for this young motherfucker? <laughs> you know what I mean? I'll be, I'll be not joking and y'all be laughing. Like, I'll be dead serious. <laughs> like, I assume it's unfortunate. But, you know, we have a system where, like, the short term gratification and knowing you're going to be good now just seems to work out better than you're going to be good later. It's just mm-hmm. how it exists. So, yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. And, you know, and going back, you know, um, you know, talking about everything opening up. Did you see those pictures on uh, Sixth Street this past weekend? Let's let's Holy transition crap. there. Thank you. So, how hey, do you guys? Yeah. How do you guys feel when you go to an H E B, a Walmart, or wherever? Have Jesus on my chest. And you're in the store with somebody who doesn't have a mask on. I am that person. Really? Because I mean, okay, this is probably from my background mm. too. The masks that people are making and wearing. Are really not a barrier to this virus. You could at ask all. Cameron, whose mother was in the medical field for thirty years, who sends him masks to for a mask. Uh, but <laughs> I have continue. I have three masks. My mom has. Why don't you wear all three of them at the same time? Like, business of making masks for no reason. <laughs> Your mom has a mask Etsy store and no pay. No, she just makes them hoes. She loves making okay. them. Okay, keep, keep going. She just. Yeah, she made rice like four. Niggas have inched away from Meg. I don't... And she's been talking. I don't know. They've left the house. Uh, Rice is about to flip over. But okay. I mean, I wear a mask in the places where I have to. And like, if I'm just out a lot, running Mm -hmm. a lot of errands, I wear a mask. But like, it crosses so many barriers. Like, it's a virus. So covering your mouth and your nose with some old t-shirts or... 
Well, yeah, because it's half the battle. You still have your hand. Exactly. Okay. And you scratch your eye. Yeah. I mean, it enters all types of barriers. So I mean, it's over is the funny part, Bryce. <laughs> scratch your eye. It's over. Like, no, nigga, I might just be okay. I might just be able to see. <laughs> nope. Touch that bitch. Blurry one time. And COVID. Oh, my God. I cough until I walk into a grocery store. That is also Never. a thing. How would you use with COVID? <laughs> How has your experience been? Because you're on the flip side. People, yeah. I, are people giving you dirty looks? You don't feel like? I don't care. Because yeah. I really want to be like, you know that ain't stopping shit, right? That's what you want to <laughs> You want to tell people that out loud? I want to be like, you're wearing gloves, but you just touched your car handle, and then you walked in, and you touched the door handle, and then you got a car. That's a decent point. And then you didn't switch gloves, and then you go back in your car, you drive with them on, you drive with your mask on. Like, you're contaminating everything. My elbows are super <laughs> strong now. I'm driving with my elbows now. That 10 to 2 <laughs> shit finally makes sense. <laughs> but no, I, 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 I'm not going to say that you're not making sense. It's just gonna be like the Hunger Games. That's the best like theory I can give you. Like, so let me. So a let lot me, of people yeah. are gonna get it. A lot of people will beat it. A lot of people won't. So, it's so let me take it further, because I think that even though I think people should be wearing gloves and masks, I'm not gonna refute your point about its effect. So let's talk about what Peanut was talking about. Mm -hmm. When we got here before we did all this. We all kind of showed each other videos of people we know wilding the fuck out in rooms of a hundred plus people partying. Um, Way past twenty five percent capacity. Yeah, because no it's like really distancing. like eight to ten, yeah. and it's like hundred and fifty people. So, Pina, how have you been interpreting that? I'm just looking at like you know shit. Darwinism is about to take over, mm. and you know when it does, and when they're crying, you know, hey, don't, don't bitch complain, you know. And I, I would almost go as far as say like you know. I know obviously hospitals can't do, but just don't admit those people. Like, that's their goddamn fault. Like, God damn, you, I didn't... you just, no, seriously, because that puts more strain on people like, like Meg that are actually working the field. Stop trying to say Meg, Ash. No, I'm just, I'm just saying, but like, that puts more strain on them. That, that makes them have to work harder because now you're getting more patients. And it's like, dude, it's like, all you have to do is sit your ass at home. Like, you know enjoy my, a drink yeah. at home. You know, my problem is because the three of us mm -hmm. have people we know socially in common, right? Yeah. A lot of these niggas live with their grandma. Yeah, that's a yeah. big thing. <laughs> you feel me? That's my issue. A lot of y'all niggas. You know, compromise. Yeah, a lot of y'all niggas been living wild. in a house for 15 years. I'm like, nigga, you didn't buy a house at 19. <laughs> like, I know who's in there. I've seen Abuelita back there cooking. She's she's whipping in the kitchen. Stove legend. And you just out there on the block, like 82 deep. And then you just go back to her. And y'all just in there kicking it? Like, watching stories? Watching novelitas? That shit not cool. Like, I don't understand. Um, yeah, that, that's my biggest thing. Because yeah. we, we, like you said, 6th Street, I know that I showed you, uh, you, you said you had Dirty Six. I had Rainy Street. Meg had a video from Toulouse, our old favorite hangout spot. Yeah. I have gotten into... Five fights at Toulouse. I'm 4 0 and 1. Because the bartenders broke it up one time. But niggas never slid me in Toulouse. Never ever. <laughs> Don't ask me about any other bar. But Toulouse specifically. That's pretty impressive. Niggas have not seen me in there. Yeah. I'm a good close quarters fighter. Um, yeah, but the, the biggest thing about that for me, um, 
just like I said in the Facebook group, we have a lot of people who, and outside of what Meg is saying about you're just going to catch it, we have a lot of people who have decided you're going to catch it. Yeah, but I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. So, and the guy specifically um, that I'm referencing was like, just because you're scared doesn't mean I need to be. I'm going to go do what I want to do. And I just don't get the appeal. Like, you know me. You know how much I hate everybody over 50? Yeah. Like, all of them. <laughs> like, like, think about who's older. Seriously. 2020, right? So, 60 years ago was 1960. Mm-hmm. So, if you're... My mom was six years older in that time. If you're 70 right now, mm-hmm. to me that means your brain worked good enough to be on the right end of civil rights. <laughs> right? <laughs> I live in a white suburb in Austin, and them old white people ain't never done nothing for me. They ain't never cut my grass. They never washed my dishes. They ain't took out my trash. So to me, that's telling me they was on the wrong end of the civil rights movement, right? 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 Yeah. I yeah, don't I want to be responsible for a single one of them dying. I don't. Have you cut their grass? Yeah. In fucking 1822. Ancestrally, yeah. Yeah, I he cut their grass. He raised Fuck the kids. Grass. He raised the kids. He did yeah. everything. Yeah. Fuck them. So, Especially him with his light skin ass was in there. I was in house. Babysitting. <laughs> this episode is called Steven now. A few people will understand why. <laughs> but seriously, like, I, I don't wish death on these people. Yeah, true. Like, I, I swear, and I would never tell a story like this because it's fucking nice and I hate being nice. I was driving home. Where was I coming from? Not important. Driving home, was by the grocery store. Old dude got out of his car. He was bent over the full way with his cane. Going into the fucking wagon bag. And I, I parked my car, got out, and held the door for him. Because, like, just something in me says, when I'm that age, regardless of shit that's happened, I want somebody to help my ass out. I don't want life to be hard at that point. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to be that long. But for real. But like, not even because that uh, that old man's like a good person. Mm-hmm. I hope he enjoys his time in, in hell with an upright back if they give it to him. That don't got <laughs> shit to do with me. The man is not necessarily going to hell. For sure. But that's what I'm saying. While I'm here, I'm going <laughs> to do the right thing. <laughs> if, if he ends up in hell. <laughs> For sure, for sure. That's why I held the door. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, like, uh, I don't know shit about him. If I thought he was going to hell, um, I wouldn't have held the door. Fuck him. But no, he's cool. <laughs> I, I just don't like. I wouldn't be comfortable. We had a Mother's Day uh, virtual party for my mom. That's right. Yeah. And I remember a tweet from earlier that weekend. Like, yo, don't give your mother COVID nineteen for Mother's Day because you want to be cute. And say you were with her. Like, there's people who can't go see their family right now. And don't know when they'll be comfortable doing it. And when you do a thing like say, this thing isn't important, let me live my life. You're literally saying other people's lives don't matter. And I thought, as America, that all lives mattered. God damn it. I guess not. What happened to that? Just like Blue Lives Matter, we found out really quick that Blue Lives Matter don't mean shit either. I don't like desecrating Michigan the American flag. 
Unless it's a Joel Santana bandana. You thought what? Oh, and that's the transition. Because we're there. Thank you, Bryce. I told you, relay guy. You take the baton and you go. There you go. <laughs> so, yeah, let's talk about it. Right there. <laughs> let's talk about how Peanut fucked up. Is that right there, right? Yeah. This is your fault, Peanut. How? Why? Because you were the one like, hey, Cam, um, I know I don't know everything about music, but you got to get on this Doja Cat. She has good music, okay. Slow down. Slow down. She has like two catchy songs. Slow down, slow down, slow down. Slow down. But okay. So I was like, no, I'm not listening to that. And then I heard the un uh what? I heard the original version of of Juicy. Mm -hmm. And I was like, yo, this shit is fire. Yeah. Like she went singing, rapping, sing rapping on three verses and smash the most. Mm-hmm. With the hook, mm-hmm. I was like, "Okay, this is cool." But I remember me being the Twitter file that I am, right? Yeah, I remember them talking about, "Yo, Doja like said she only dates white guys." Like I remember that being a thing, and I couldn't find the concrete evidence of it. But I don't trust anybody who only does anything. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Well, I, I don't trust you. Um. But that's like with my life and stuff. It's not important. <laughs> so, yeah, it comes out that she's just kind of like only into white guys. And, okay. well, let me ask you something. Mm-hmm. And so she won't fuck you, listen. okay? So that's going to deter your... No, 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 no. Slow down. Okay. Slow down. Okay. Um, and remember, I'm, I'm, I'm in arm's length of you. So yeah, I'm in arm's length of you, too. That, that's fine. I feel like I'm going to be angry first. But I'm angrier. How do you feel about any person mm-hmm. of any race ethnicity who says they only date someone of another race ethnicity? I look at them like they're idiots. Okay. That's pretty much gonna be my stance. I'm looking at you like an idiot. However, why how is there a however? If you're really good at a craft, that's not gonna deter me from uh disliking or liking your craft or whatever. Like, if you're good at something, like, okay, like, you're really good at this. I think that's actually fine. Yeah. Like, um, Dennis okay. Rodman is a fantastic rebounder. Mm-hmm. He, Bryce got it. Meg. <laughs> um, What's up? So, how do you feel when you encounter somebody? Because, like, Peanut and I are around men a lot. I also, I also, hold on. I see people like that as weirdos, for sure. For sure. Yeah. But we don't, like really be around dudes who'd be like I only we'll be around black dudes be like I only date white girls like we really don't operate in those circles why did you look around um wait no he was on this how do you feel (laughs) when you hear a thing like that like how does that make Um, you interpret the person I mean it's kind of strange I only really hear that like in fetish situations Mm -hmm. so it's very rarely in like a social yeah, yeah so that kind of I don't know, but I also saw a statement by her that said she doesn't really like being black. So, um... Let's talk about it. <laughs> right? So... Because it's... We always relate to what we do. Yeah. So you've been telling me about Doja Cat. I'm like, nah, nigga, that shit's trash. I don't know what you're talking about. Then, I don't... I heard Juicy, and then I was like, you know what? I should listen to some fucking Doja Cat. And then I got the Doja Cat Essentials on uh, Apple Music. Yeah. I was like, damn, this shit is fire. Yeah, she like got she's rapping. Music, yeah. She's saying they're producing mm-hmm. the shit out of this. Yeah. Um, she really does. So she gets to the point where her song's about to go number one. Throws Nicki Minaj on a remix, and then it does go number one. 
So like, say so. Which is funny enough. When did that song come out? Anybody know? Uh, about a year ago or so, if that. It's the perfect brunch song. Like, it's exactly what you would hear at the park. Mm-hmm. The beat, yeah. Yeah, it's that. Yeah. And so you throw on a remix, shit goes number one, and all of a sudden you get them rumbles again about how she feels about white people in relation to black people. Mm-hmm. And then the tiny chat, the tiny chat shit jumps off. Oh. So, like, this is what I want to explain. People who never loved you, who let you into their circle, only want to bring you down. Like, if you're the motherfucker to clown on, that's not going to die. Regardless of how good you get or how much, like, somebody might start to appreciate you. If that's how you came in, that's how you going out. If respect wasn't there in the first place, respect's not going to follow. Kind of like how we were with John Shannon. Not no we. You (laughs) and your friends. (laughs) You and your friends. So, basically, Doja Cat, before she made it, right? Mm -hmm. She was already making music. She had your managers, your producers, whatever. She used to log on to Tiny Chat. And if you're not familiar with Tiny Chat, think about how you use Zoom now, but probably on a nightly basis. Okay. Right? Mm -hmm. So, she'd log in there, and she'd be with her friends, and they'd be talking. Thing is, her friends were mostly Caucasian, who were like Xbox 360 Caucasians who drop oh. a nigger every five major seconds. Incels. Yeah, major you feel incels. me? Okay. Incels, yeah, yeah. genuinely. Yeah. Who who don't appreciate women who are revolted by the idea of women, mm-hmm. but will keep a woman around um, in order to feel good about themselves, to be comfortable, but also to downplay the existence of women. Yeah. Wesley, you specifically. Um, I'm sick of Wesley, dog. So... Okay, so what was the whole thing with that? Like, I, I saw... So let me... Yeah, yeah let me explain. Explain, explain that. Please. So basically, they used to be in there telling her everything that she wasn't. You're not pretty. You're fat. Nobody likes you. Nobody will ever love you. That kind of shit, Were right? Were they legit about it or just fucking around? I, it's not for me to say. Okay. But... But what you She saw, would what you internalize think? those things, mm-hmm. right? So then she would come in saying, oh... That's I guess that's the black part of me, and black people aren't this, and black people aren't that, and let's Ooh. make a joke song about black people. And then there's one night where she's randomly in there like, uh, "Suck my dick, nigger," when nobody else in there was black. <laughs> so yeah, she was wilding out. Yeah. Um. So one of them apparently, because how dare this black person who would willingly lower and degrade themselves to make me feel comfortable how dare they be successful they leaked the video of what i just referenced and so now it's all it's on twitter yeah muggy and foggy for her is what i should say um so yeah now she looks like a self-hating black person which is never good for mildly successful black people. Mm-hmm. If you're like, you know, if you were in like a Hollywood blockbuster, if you have like a platinum album, then you can be a self-hating black person. You can, you know, bleach your skin, jerry curl your hair, and just keep dancing in your gold shoes with the white socks. And then people will still love you. But you have to get that far hey, first. Hey, hey, hey. You guys let me get away with all that. Thank you. I ain't let you um, get away with that shit. <laughs> I'm going to have to strong arm you out when we go well, up there. So no, now that I've explained um, all these things about the woman who makes you horny, what do you have to say? Um, I mean, it's, it's very disappointing and sad, you know, like, why would you, why would you, uh, like, 
to do something like that to yourself, like, how do you get to a point in life where you have that low of self-esteem? I want to address mm-hmm. what's been happening on Twitter. Okay. I've used public chat rooms to socialize since I was a child. Mm-hmm. I, used to I shouldn't have been on some of those chat room sites, but I personally have never been involved in any racist conversations. I'm sorry to everyone that I offended. I'm a black woman. Half of my family is black from South Africa, and I'm very proud of where I come from. As for the old song that's resurfaced, it was in no way tied to anything outside of our own personal experience. (laughs) It was written in response to people who have often used that term to hurt me. I made an attempt to flip its meaning, but recognized that it was a bad decision to use the term in my music. I understand my influence and impact and I'm taking this all very seriously. I love you all, and I'm sorry for upsetting or hurting any of you. That's not my character, and I'm determined to show that everybody, I'm determined to show that to everybody moving forward. Thank you. That sounds like a really weak apology kind of thing. Like, it's just. It's not an apology. Okay. Like, we know, we heard you in the racist chat rooms. Like, we were there. Yeah. I think anytime someone has to say half of my family is black, they about to say Always some a problem. bullshit. <laughs> like anytime you gotta use that as your disclaimer, like you didn't did some shit that you shouldn't have done. Listen, you know how many times I almost tweeted in a reply, she's half Pakistani and didn't do it? Cause yeah, you're not winning that battle. You should be like, yep, white woman. <laughs> and then you just log off for the night. Like, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. There's like a funny background story that like <laughs> is going on as we do this. Somebody like broke a microwave and high tech microwave at that. But like it's That's it's super funny, man. No, the wild something. thing is it's unbreakable. Like there's no there's no switches. <laughs> you have to literally like you got to know the code, <laughs> and it's 22 digits. And those 22 digits were randomly pushed correctly in order. <laughs> in a little bit i use my mexicanness to try and fix it oh my goodness so like <laughs> we're already at the 46 minute mark yeah because it's been a while since we did this mm-hmm. you do you want to talk about the thing oh uh, we can talk about like uh we cover sports right yeah do you want to talk about the nba really quickly sure yeah it looks like it's all Corona surrounded, though. No, it, it is. Do you want to talk about the thing? Yeah, let's talk about I want... some actual national news. Okay, it's taking headlines. Go ahead. I want it. you to bring the thing. No, you got it. Because you have to say his name. No, you have to say his name. But I know his name. But how to <laughs> pronounce his name? It can be difficult. But I, I do want to talk about this because it's not specific to me, but I relate. Ahmad Aubrey. Right? Mm-hmm. So, oh. kids running through his neighborhood jogging, trying to stay in shape. It's like 99% of us just put on weight and hate ourselves through the pandemic, which is like perfectly me. fine. Like, I want to say that. Like, you're not doing anything wrong not exercising during a pandemic. You're trying to make sure your life continues. Like, that's fine. But he's out jogging and he's gunned down by two guys. 
somebody catches it on camera. Come to find out these guys have like super right wing ties because why wouldn't they? This happened, what, in, in March? February? February. In February, right? And the men were also, they, I th- believe they worked for the DA office or um, one yeah. of them was an ex-police officer. So this was five months ago? Um, it catches social media. People say, hey, this is bullshit. And finally, these guys were arrested on charges. Mm-hmm. It takes that long to get anything done. Um, hey, Peanut, do you feel safe when you're running in black? Would I feel safe? <laughs> I like that you... Perfect response. <laughs> <laughs> um, in today's time and the current neighborhood that I'm quarantining at at the moment, I would mm. say no. Okay. Yeah, I, I mean, I... Like, through this, you know, me, um, all the gyms shut down, so I couldn't do that. So I had to adjust. One of the biggest adjustments was take your fat ass running every morning or some point during the afternoon. I so he ain't going to do too much or nothing. He's relatively in shape. He yeah. needs to run. So I, um, yeah, went, like, I go run. And, and the thing about where I live is it's a real neighborhood, so I can't run the same path every day so it's different paths different streets seeing different people always waving like i wave at the trash guy (laughs) because and i think that's instinctive it's just like i need these people to know that i'm around here you're a member of the community exactly so that they're not it's it's funny but it's fucked up but that I'm really around here, and so that when they see me, they don't get nervous. People shouldn't have to live like that, right? So, are you trying to say that in about a couple of weeks, that's probably what I need to do? Nah, sit your ass down. Okay. You're fine. Okay. You, the guy, your other friend is like a white guy with 26 guns, so you're fine. <laughs> they, white people know when other white people have guns immediately. <laughs> That's when That's Captain America saw Falcon. Like, he knew. He's like, you on the team. <laughs> You're fine. But, um, yeah, it, it's it's unfortunate that you have to extend. You have to extend an olive branch in an area where you can't even pull from the tree. You got to bring the olive branch with you. Like, that sucks. You know, um, this kid's killed for going out jogging in the neighborhood he'd been in. And because there's quote-unquote reasonable doubt from a section of the population mm-hmm. that he can just be considered expendable. And, you know, now I think the justice is going to be served. I don't think they have a choice other than making this shit happen, but, you know, that's what it is. How what do you think, oh. Meg? I don't know. I think it's, it's like, mind-blowing, like, the nerve that people continue to display. I mean, in broad daylight, one of their, like, own... I don't know, I guess you could call him accessory now since he's been formally charged mm-hmm. to sit there and record it. And they kind of told on themselves because the video was only leaked because they released it to their attorney in hopes to try to help them, which is absolutely fucking absurd to me because I don't see how anybody would have let that case like just go Yeah, in the way it was in February. So I think it's wild. I don't think it's not anything we haven't seen. And it's Trayvon Martin in daytime. And uh, I'm not a Blue Lives Matter guy. 
but I would be much more able to process a police officer accidentally shooting somebody, processing it in the sense of prosecution than I would a civilian accidentally doing it. Your dumb ass ain't qualified to do this. You pulled up on somebody. Like, you're dumbass, you have no jurisdiction, so off to prison you go. Um, I hope yeah. to throw the book at him. Yeah, for sure. Both of them. Three. Two. All three of them are charged with murder now. This Even the, the guy yeah, that the Oh, the nigga with the camera, too? Yep. Yeah. Hey, world star, world star. That yeah. was my impression of a white man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's going to work out just fine now. <sighs> I mean... That's about what I have. Mm-hmm. Um, Meg, anything else before we go? No, nothing. Peanut, anything? Guys, just remember, it's not the end of the world. Just don't the end of the world as we know it. No, yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> don't, don't be selfish. <laughs> and don't make it harder for our medical personnel. Because some of them are getting that hazard pay, some aren't. So for sure, don't make it harder for those that aren't getting that hazard pay. Be responsible. Stay inside. Our first original, original artwork Mm -hmm. is coming out probably in a month. Yeah. I'm pretty excited about it. Um, Yeah. That's right. Yeah. That should be cool. Um, I got our first quote today Mm -hmm. about our LA show. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I did. So Los Angeles leakers. Yeah, as long no. as if the world is some type of normal in April, mm-hmm. that should be really fun. Um, the only thing that scares me is like you know wrestling Twitter and their hygiene. Peanut, I've seen your friends. Like I, I don't know why <laughs> you're treating those like separate things. They are separate I, things. I know who you're around. They're very sweaty. But they're in the fall. Yes, but there's a big difference. <laughs> At 9 p.m. They shower. There's a big difference. I'm not saying they don't. It's just together. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I got our first quote on that. Mm-hmm. So, um, April 2021, mm-hmm. um, we're planning, and who knows who's going to be a part of it, right? We're planning our all-you-can-eat breakfast taco bar for one Sunday in L.A. I really think that's going to be fun. It will be for some of y'all. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be vetting. I'm Are you be, telling people they're gonna have a bad time? I mean, no, no, no. We're gonna have a good time, but mm-hmm. some of y'all, I'm gonna be vetting this list really quick. You're the bouncer. Yes, at the I'm bar. Gonna, I'm gonna vet this fucking list, and I'll be like, no, because I'm low key looking at some of y'all. And there's some of y'all know. Don't want to hang around y'all. It's gonna be a lot of people who we don't know what they look like who all of a sudden show up and like, hey, that's me. On Twitter, yeah, on Instagram, yeah, like, I'm, like, I'm, I'm paying attention. Remember, I got the photographic memory. And I'll be like, no, I'll call you an Uber, get out of here. Yeah. So, like, our first original design, um, we've got the show coming up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm actually reviewing a wrestling comic book that I'm supposed to report on. When are we going to create Chunkyard Dog versus the Clan? We can do that. We have eight people here right now, write the script right now. Nice. <laughs> I don't think it's going to work out. But I do appreciate you being here. Um, This has been long overdue. Mm -hmm. I'm glad that we are in a space 
in a safe environment that we can do this without too much fear. It is the South Congress podcast, episode 100, shit, 209. Wait, no, 109. You definitely said 209 at the beginning of the um, podcast. Well, it's two because there are two of y'all. It's the South Congress podcast, episode 109. My name is Cameron. I'm Megan. And I'm Peanut, back again, y'all. And we're out. Bye.